Hey, pal, you win. You won the prize. I beat you home. I beat you home. And I bet I was having a lot more fun where I was than you did where you were. Well, let me think here. Um, uh, Were you feeding and graining horses and giving them their meds while your right arm is half asleep and numb and... and, uh, No, I woke up in the bed of a beautiful woman I love dearly. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so I went, ha-ha-ha. <laughs> well, you, 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 know, you know who actually wins this weekend? You know who the real winners are? Who's that? Our listeners, because they get to listen to the episode that we are calling, and I have the title right here, The Fuck Joe Biden Movement, a conversation about the decline of political discourse in America and the origins behind the chat, the meme, and the inevitable impeachment of Joe Biden. Right. And Jay and I are recording this on October 29th, 2021. I am your host, Eric Render Kingfisk, who's not only on one watch list, but at least two, three, or four. At least, I know for a fact. I know that for a fact. And on the other side of the desk, or on the other side of the aisle, or on the other side of the country, is my good friend... And Jiminy Cricket himself, Jason Cousineau. <laughs> if I'm your conscience, we're both in trouble. We are fucked. Because <laughs> uh. <laughs> I, I think that it's like if, if, if you were if you were Jiminy Cricket, you would be urging Pinocchio. Hey, Pinocchio. <laughs> Take a sniff of this turpentine. It'll fucking do wonders <laughs> for your sinuses. And we can use it to heal any of your wounds. Exactly. <laughs> Get that nice polish on there. <laughs> when Pinocchio was going through adolescence, we heard we we found a whole new meaning for the word wood polish. <laughs> God, we're 12. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, that's, that's one of the reasons why people love listening to this podcast. We're two minutes in. We're not even three minutes in, and already we've made a masturbatory joke. <laughs> of course. And our, our, uh, our listeners would expect nothing less. Only the best. Only the, only the best. Show <laughs> only the best. Only the best in chit-chat about conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the paranormal, pop culture, and current events with self-deprecating, masturbatory humor. I mean, what else did you expect? Okay, so... What else could you want in life? Um... Um, I'd actually like to have a window open on my, um, on my desktop to remain open. So when I'm, when I'm doing a podcast, I don't have to force the listeners to listen to, to, to me clickety clack, clickety clack, clickety clack on the, on the keyboard, because it's, it it makes for good podcast when we, when we laugh and joke about how awful windows is, because if it wasn't for windows, I never would have become a huge advocate of all the Tascam audio recording products. That's a weird non sequitur. Just a little. 
But if it wasn't for Windows trying to do an update while I'm in the middle of recording what could have been one of the greatest episodes of the podcast in the history of this podcast. And I actually blame, I blame myself and I blame Windows for um, a really good friendship going sour. I fucked up because I didn't do due diligence as a podcaster and I didn't have a back, a, a secondary or primary backup recorder. All of this I'll talk about later. In a, in, a, in, a, right. in a future in a future episode, this is not how I wanted to start the podcast. What I wanted right. to do is I, I, I wanted to talk about this phenomenon surrounding Joe Biden. And one of the articles that I'm linking to is that Joe Biden's approval ratings has dipped below 38 percent. Which, to be completely fair and honest, is not nearly as low as some of the people on the right are making it out to be. 30% is roughly the diehard Democrats, right? So you got 30% on either side. 30% of the population are diehard Democrats. 30% are diehard Republicans. So it doesn't sound, it's not, it's not good. It's definitely not good. It's really bad. You want to be north of 40%, and I think... Isn't the average, well, average, um, aren't most presidents usually in the 50% range within the first year of their presidency, right? Because everyone's over the high of having voted them in, all that other kind of stuff. Right. So that's really low, but it's not as low as like some people tend to think. 30 is a pretty high approval rating number, considering Congress's approval rating is somewhere around 12 or 14 and the press's approval rating is somewhere around nine or 10 right now. So it's not, it doesn't feel that low, but you got to remember that means only the diehards and not even all of the diehards because it's 36% diehard Democrat and like 33% diehard Republican. So not only the diehards are the ones approving of what he's doing. Right. So I, I and I think that those numbers are actually inflated. I actually, I, I think, I think I that he, I, I think his approval ratings are actually lower. I actually think his approval ratings is lower than thirty-eight percent. I think that it's like if you're going to call a diehard Democrat in some of these push polls, I think that you're it's you're going to be hard pressed to find um, a liberal arts college professor who still has an Elizabeth Warren bumper sticker on her, the back of her Prius willing to admit that voting for Joe Biden in the general election was a mistake. I really do. I can think of a couple of people yeah. who will not admit that voting for Joe Biden was a mistake. And let's also say these people would never vote for Donald Trump. It would never happen in a, in, in a thousand years. Right. They didn't vote for Joe Biden. They voted for the Democrat. Whoever that person is. Right, because it was not Donald Trump, and it was going to keep evil orange man out of office. I know a few people like that, too. Well, um, yeah, go ahead. Well, m most, of, most of my friends that I talk to politics, talk to about politics, a lot of them are actually not very impressed at all. You know, along, even among my left-leaning friends, they are not impressed. 
Biden has not done anything they think noteworthy. A lot of them think that he hasn't done enough. Some of them think that he just they're really concerned that he might actually have dementia. They're not wrong. They're, well, they're not I mean, they're they're not wrong because the day before Jay and I recorded this, I was watching Joe Biden's speech. And you can tell he was reading this off of a teleprompter and you could I suspect that he was getting instructions in her earpiece. Mr. President, stay focused, stay focused, focus. Don't go off script. Mr. President, please don't go off script. Mr. President, if you do this clean and quick, we promise there's ice cream waiting for you just behind the curtain here. No, no, focus on. How many, but how many times in addition to that, though, how many times has he said, I can't say that I'll get in trouble? Quite a few times. Quite a few times. Now, he, now no. here, you have brought up a point that I wanted to bring up in regards to why people are saying, fuck Joe Biden. And I'm going to read this. And this, this may seem like I'm jumping topics here. But this is from CBS News. White House delays release of JK, JFK assassination files. The White House said Friday, this is from last week, it would delay the release of long classified documents and related documents related to the assassination of former President John F. Kennedy. President Joe Biden wrote in a statement that the remaining files shall be withheld for from the public disclosure until December 15th next year, nearly 60 years after Kennedy's assassination in Dallas, Texas, 1963. This is the part that you really need to stop and listen to what I'm about to say. And I'm skipping a couple of um, paragraphs. First, they blamed it on the par- on the pandemic. But Joe Biden said this. Mr. Biden also said the delays was necessary to protect against in identifiable, identifiable harm to the military defense, intelligence operations, law enforcement or the conduct of foreign relations, and that this outweighs the public interest in immediate disclosure. The assassination of the 46-year-old president was a profound national tragedy that continues to resonate in American history and in the memories of so many Americans who are alive on that terrible day, the statement said. Now, you want to talk about Joe Biden saying he's afraid that he's going to get into trouble. And a lot of people are asking by whom. Right. Let's just get this off the table. I do not dabble or deal in conspiracy theories. I dabble and deal in conspiracy facts. I don't freaking talk about the flat earth. I don't talk about how we didn't land on on the moon. I, 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 I don't talk too much about how uh, Hitler lived out the rest of his life in Argentina. I will talk about how that's an interesting theory, but I don't entertain it to the point where it's like I think Hitler was alive and well in Argentina. I, I only deal in conspiracy facts that I'm able to prove. Right. Okay. And I was thinking about this and I was thinking about you this morning when I said this. I'm reading this this other book 
um, about the JFK assassination and the investigation af- afterwards. It's called. Let me just. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna whip the cell phone out of my pocket because I, I want everybody to read this and I want you to actually listen to this and I want you to understand why Destiny Betrayed by James D. Eugenio. I'll have a link to it on our show page. I want you to read this book before uh, the, uh, our annual JFK assassination show. Okay. And that there's a, there are a lot of things that we were not allowed to know about Lee Harvey Oswald. There are a lot of things that we were not allowed to know about his background. How is it that he was able to defect to the Soviet Union and then come back as if nothing happened with his Russian wife and kid? And how is it that he was one of the jobs that he had after he came back is that he was um, a topographer for a company that made maps and prepared aerial view photographs coming from YouTube spy planes. How is it that this guy who was a, uh, a, a radar radio intercept operator? I'm sure I'm getting this wrong. How is it this guy who had all of this technical detail, all this technical background, left this job working at a business that prepared photographs and maps for the Pentagon, goes to work at the book suppository or the book depository? (laughs) Freudian slip there. Freudian slip. How does this guy with all of this technical knowledge and all of this technical detail wind up working at this book depository building in downtown Dallas that just so happened a couple of weeks later was on the parade route that JFK was taking on his way to another speech on November 11th, 1963. There's all these one things. One hell of a coincidence. It's one hell of a coincidence. There's all the, and, and, and what about, what about the people who owned these buildings who had close ties and were contributors to LBJ's uh, campaigns, political campaigns while he was, a senator there are all there's all these coincidences that you're not allowed to know you're not allowed to talk about you're not allowed to entertain the the speculation about who was lee harvey oswald really now and i have said and i'm not the first person to say this you do you want to say something before before i make my point about who is joe biden afraid of no keep going bill hicks you're on a roll man bill hicks incredible comedian did this bit about what happens the day after inauguration the president wakes up or he's woken up first thing in the morning while is still a little hungover from partying the night before i said mr president we we have a meeting in the situation room secret service exhorts the new president into the situation room and all of, and all around the table, there are all these people who got him elected. All the industrialists, all the autocrats, all of these people who got him elected. And at the head of the table is the man who is really in charge of the country. I don't know who this person is. I can speculate, but it's not the president of the United States. And the guy who's really in charge of the country tells the new president, sit your ass down. He sits down in a chair that's waiting. 
and he takes a couple of puffs on his cigar and he says, okay, roll the film. And then you see the view of the motorcade, JFK's motorcade, as it's driving slowly through Daly Plaza and how the limo slows down right in front of the guy with the umbrella. And then that's when JFK is shot. The fatal shot right to the side of the head. Is this the Zapruder film? It's it's better than the Zapruder film. Okay. It's the it's the it's the view from the spotter behind the picket fence behind the grassy knoll. Oof. And then there's a slideshow of JFK's autopsy. And then after the slideshow, there's a slideshow of all the awful things that the new president has done in his political career up until that day pictures of his kids and his grandkids if he has any all the awful things that would scare the hell out of this guy to be fair his grandkids are not pictures of are not awful things he's done well no thank you but there's also pictures of pictures of his family right and where his where his family lives there's evidence that being we know all of we know all of the skeletons in your closet and we have killed presidents in the past. We are not afraid of killing presidents in the future. Exactly. And then after the slideshow, the man who's really in charge of the country says, any questions? And the president says, uh, I, uh, uh, what's my agenda for the next four years? Because you'll, not- you'll notice how you have people like Barack Obama are all gung-ho for hope and change, change we can believe in. Making the, making, making the world a better place, making the country a better place to live. Mm-hmm. And then he goes ahead and he picks up right where George W. Bush's um, agenda left off with some subtle changes. There's some su- su- there are some subtle changes, like um, Obamacare. Obamacare was a gift for the insurance companies. And it was like, there's no, there's no singer, single payer health care program that he ran on. Closing Guantanamo base. I, last time I checked, Jay, uh, what's, what's the status of Guantanamo Bay? Up uh, and running. Guantanamo is still up and running, right? Yeah. Last I heard. I have no doubt in my mind. That on the on the day after Joe Biden was sworn into office, his first full day, or maybe even before that, maybe even before the inauguration, they pulled him aside and said, here's what was really on Hunter Biden's laptop. Here's all the child porn that we found on your computer or Hunter's computer. Here's here's what we really know. And we would really hate to release this information to the public. Would you please help us keeping a lid on all the awful shit that you've ever done? Oh, remember Tara Reid? Yeah, if you don't behave yourself, we're going to tell everybody about how you finger-raped Tara Reid a couple of years ago. That's who he's afraid of. So you you actually do believe in the shadow government? I think you know me well enough to know the answer to that. I'm just looking for clarification, dude. Just making sure everyone knows. I think everybody ought to know that I don't think that the president has been, quote, in charge of the country since November 23rd, 1963.
I, I don't, and I don't make any bones about that. I'm not yeah. even coy about it. I don't think that Joe Biden is really in charge of anything. I don't even Joe. I don't even think that Joe Biden gets to choose what what kind of ice cream he gets for dessert. Well, all right. First, first of all, Joe Biden's been in government for 50 years. Yeah, I think he already if there is a shadow government, I think he already knew about it. I think he made a deal with the devil to get it, to complete his quote unquote legacy. That's what I think. You know, if there is a shadow government, he was already aware of it and he has already bought in. They knew he was going to be a quote unquote good little soldier. Things I don't understand, though, are if there was a shadow government like that, what about Trump? I honestly Trump th- seems to have been an, an aberration, not as much of an aberration as I think a lot of people were hoping he would be. But he's not a career politician. His dirty laundry has been out there for years, and he doesn't give a fuck. Unless they had pictures of him literally drowning babies in goat's blood while chanting, Hail Satan, our father. I don't think there's anything about Trump that didn't come out during the election or people weren't already aware of years before the election. I, I think that um, Donald Trump is the abnormality that really sort of makes me question some of my beliefs. I still believe that there is a shadow government. I do believe that there is a deep state. Oh, I think there's a deep state. I don't think of it as a shadow government. I don't think of it as there's, you know, the mustachioed, shadowed villains standing there actually running the country. I think it's mostly a bunch of bureaucrats who are just trying to do what they feel is the best way. And a number of them agree and probably work together but i don't think there's any particular one person in charge there is that's what that's what i think anyway um also i i tend to think of the trump presidency as a bone thrown to the public as a see your elections actually count your votes actually really do count and then look what they did with the biden election right yeah now you, they've actually done a good job scrubbing the internet because I was looking for articles that I know I had read months ago that showed there were counties in Nevada, for example. There was two counties in Nevada because re- this is the reason why I remember this so clearly. Two counties in, a, in Nevada, both of them had over 100% voter turnout. One went for Trump, one went for Biden. So I honestly believe that our elections integrity is broken. That's why we need to have ID at the voting polls. If you need an ID, if you need to have your papers to go and do things to prove you've had a shot, anyone who says you shouldn't need a voter ID to vote is, well, first of all, if they say both things are hypocritical, but second of all, it just makes sense to fucking do it. How can you claim to have secure and honest elections if you're not making sure that the people who are voting are who they say they are? If you're not doing that, you're not you're it's not that there's any racial bias involved. It's you have some underhanded things you want to do, plain and simple. Right. And I'm not saying the Democrats are the only ones who will cheat because I firmly believe the Republicans will cheat too. Oh, oh absolutely. 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 And you're, and you're also talking to somebody who has worked in the past with specific candidates 
and I saw things that made me realize Democrats and Republicans really are not that different. When you get a couple of drinks in them and you're hanging out with them at a, at a, at a fundraiser after hours and you just get you just sit down and you just talk with these people, you find mm-hmm. out that Democrats and Republicans will tell the same racist jokes. They will tell the same disgusting lies. They will t- they will. A lot of the politicians that I have met. With the exception of Tulsi Gabbard, I think Tulsi Gabbard is the first one who made me believe that she was a genuine human being that actually cared about the country. And maybe I was fucking duped. There's also that politician well, she is pretty. So there is there is that possibility. There is that possibility. Not yeah. nearly as pretty as my wife. Um, yeah, but that doesn't matter. A pretty woman cozies up to you. You know, you're like, uh, <laughs> please take my house, please. Right. <laughs> Do anything you can to win. And the reason why is men are stupid. Men are stupid because we think are with our tiny hip brain. Um, exactly. So, and this is what happens when Jay and I get off topic. <laughs> We're talking about regular listeners are like, oh, there they go again. Now, the thing is, is that you look at somebody like a Tulsi Gabbard, who is, I believe, is uncorruptible. Right. And 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 look what they look what they did when she tried running for president. Look what they did to her. Yeah. Now, you keep asking yourself this question over and over and over again. Who is Joe Biden really afraid of? Who is he going to get in trouble with? He's supposed to be the president of the United States, the hot, the highest I almost said hottest. I was thinking about Tulsi Gabbard still. <laughs> still if, t- if Tulsi Gabbard was the president of the United States, then yes, it would be the hottest office in the land. Right. The highest office in the land. I don't think that you could get any higher in the hierarchy of the United States. But Joe Biden, in his demented state, openly reads the part that you're not supposed to to read he's going to get in trouble if he answers certain questions with who who is he going to get into trouble with right now understand that part of him saying that the reason why they don't actually do anything about it is because that's that's just joe right over well since he was vice president even he has established that quite firmly that he says just weird shit sometimes he just fucking does weird things. So him saying, oh, I'm going to get in trouble. People are like, oh, that crazy Joe. He's the president. He's not going to get in trouble. There's no one to going to get in trouble with. Except there is. And we just they just don't talk Who? about it. Who? Who was he afraid well, okay, of? So, so when he's talking like that, he's talking about like the handlers, right? There are people who say, you know, this is what you have to do to be presidential. And all this other kind of stuff. These are the people that he has been around and been surrounded by since he got into public office, you know, way back in the 1740s. Right. Yeah. So he is used to the handlers telling him things. And then after they get done, oh, you did a good job, Joe, or you really shouldn't have said this. You know what I mean? So when he's talking about getting in trouble, he's talking about getting in trouble with those people. Right. So we assume anyway, or so we can assume. Because that's just kind of Joe. That's, you know, what he, how he is, how he behaves, how he acts, right? And the people that actually believe that he is in charge, the people who actually like him, you know, the 5% of the population that actually likes him, 
think it's endearing. They really do. They think it's endearing. Oh, he's giving us a peek behind the curtain. No, he's not. No, he's not. He's fucking deluded. The guy's, I would say he's off his meds, but I'm pretty sure they never even gave him meds because they're like, fuck it. He's already a whack job. No one's going to buy this shit anyway. You know? So, I mean. I just did a quick search. Who is really running the country? Or who is Joe Biden really afraid of? And, and and you're going to get multiple answers. But are we putting the cart before the horse? Well, you're going to do this. I'm going to ask the listeners this question. Are things really that bad in this country? We have people, we, we have, quote, record unemployment, unquote, where we have all of these companies, all of these businesses that are hiring, and they can't, they can't find people. Could it be that people have woken up to the nightmare that's the American dream and will not go back and work at these jobs like working as waitresses and and, and, and waiters and, and cooks and chefs at these restaurants? Because I, I can think of five restaurants around me that are closed nights that used to be their biggest nights, like Sunday. Like the, my favorite pizza place here in town is not open on Sundays because they can't they can't get enough staff. There are all these all right, stores. So I'm really interested to hear what you think about this because this is something that I I don't get. I don't understand. I so enlighten me, please. We have all of these shops and stores, all of these businesses that are hiring. Nobody wants to work. Nobody wants to go back to work. And as far as the free money is concerned, all of the unemployment benefits and people tapping into their 401ks, all of these programs have run out. There are people out there who are staying at home, watching TV, buying stuff on Amazon if they can. You have all these people who can't or won't go back to work for whatever reason. And you and I know companies and businesses are having a hard time hiring people. Yeah, it's in the news. Yeah, there's and, and I use this one in air quotes when I say record unemployment, quote unquote. All these businesses are hiring, but nobody wants to go to work for whatever reason. Now, we also have a bottleneck off the coast of Long Beach, California, the port of Los Angeles. We have all mm-hmm. of these boats, all of these ships with all of this product that they're waiting to come ashore and get unloaded. What the hell is that all about? One of the things that we're not able to listen to when we and we talked about this in our, our last episode, the economy in China is collapsing because one of the dams, the hydroelectric dams collapsed, fell apart, flooded a, a local town, killing a whole bunch of people and pro, and production in China is at a record low. They're not able to produce the goods that they were able to produce for whatever reason. COVID, lack of energy or fuel or whatever. You're not allowed to talk about that. Pete, we're, we're, not, we're not able to talk about what's going on with China. Why is, why is there an output shortage coming from China? There are a whole host of other problems. Another fine example, you have the, the vaccine mandate mm-hmm. where doctors, nurses, Police officers, firefighters, EMTs are not willing to get the job. 
they would rather be fired than not get the Fauci jab. They will not get the COVID-19 vaccine. Okay, so here's the thing. I was having a conversation last night with a couple of good friends of mine, and they actually said the one thing that I've heard that almost makes sense, right? And that is the antibodies, whether you get them from the um, from having had COVID or you get it from the shot, don't stay in your system for life. So they were talking about how they have a cousin who refused to get the vaccination and the company he worked for, which is a hospital, said, okay, but you're going to get tested for antibodies every every week, right? And if you ever test there, you have no antibodies, you're going to have to get the shot. So he said, okay. They tasted his – now, he was diagnosed with COVID. It wasn't self-diagnosis. He was literally diagnosed with COVID. They ran the test, all that shit. The antibodies lasted in his body for four months, and then they went away. That's why they're talking so much about the boosters, because the antibodies just don't stay in your system. They go away after a while, after about four months is what they were saying. So that, given that information, it makes more sense to me to actually get the vaccine. The part I don't get is why don't they fucking tell us this shit? Why don't they, why is it so hard for someone in the medical community to say, Hey, listen, we got a lot of shit wrong about COVID in the beginning because we didn't know what we were dealing with. We thought we did. We made a lot of mistakes, but this is what we know. Now we know for whatever reason, the antibodies are not permanent. So if you've had the shot, if you've had COVID, after about four months, you no longer have antibodies in your system. We know this for a fact. We know that it's very, very low death rate because that's the other thing they don't talk about. When was the last time you saw a news article where they talked about people dying from COVID unless it's an individual person? You don't hear about COVID death numbers anymore. All you're hearing about is COVID cases because they've gotten us used to the fact that having COVID is really bad and really dangerous. When truth is less than 1% of the people die from it, right? So this is all a big smear campaign. And I still firmly believe I've said this before and I'll say it again. This is all about control. The people in charge want to be able to say, do X and then have all of the sheeple just fucking line up and do it because they were told to like good little automatons. I don't think you're wrong. But I'm missing something, though, because well, it we, feels like there's something more to it. I think it? that I think we're all missing something. There's a piece of this puzzle that we are missing, especially as uh, those of us who are dabbling conspiracy, um, conspiracy theories. facts, conspiracy theories, conspiracy facts, whatever you want to call them this week. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to say about this. I honestly because the thing is, is that there's something there's another piece to this that defies explanation. How come they don't want to take the vaccine? We're missing something. There's something we are all missing. There's there's an aspect to this that is really definitely disturbing. Whereas we're seeing these things happening and we're wondering if they're all interrelated. And that there are a lot of angry people out there who are angry for, I think, legitimate reasons. Here's a perfect example. There are a couple of caravans, one in particular, of a couple of thousand people marching through Central America and Mexico looking 
to cross the border into the United States. Mm-hmm. One of the things that Joe Biden had talked about in a speech yesterday is how much help we're going to provide these illegal immigrants. I don't know what else to call them. Why? Why why is this happening? Why why is Joe Biden promising to help these illegal immigrants who are pouring across the border while we still have homeless veterans sleeping under bridges and tents all over the United States? Okay, so there's a couple, there's a cynical answer I can give to that. Sure, go for it. Which is the 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 veterans underneath the bridges don't matter. That's the cynical answer. That's the answer. It's like the the knee jerk right wing conservative answer. The truth is they don't even think about the veterans. Out of sight, out of mind. Right? Homeless people in the minds of a lot of these politicians on both sides of the aisle are homeless because they choose to be homeless. There's no reason for them not to be homeless other than that they choose to be homeless, right? That's what a lot of these politicians think. Um, However, people coming from another country, they can look like a fucking hero by saying, oh, I'll make sure they have food. I'll make sure I'm taking care of them because you got to remember that was one of the things they beat up the big bad orange man about. Right. So if they're proving that they are handling it better than the big bad orange man, then that is going to garner them some level of support from their constituents, from the people who matter to them, i.e. the people who they believe voted for them. Right. And it's, it's honestly, I think it's all about power. I really do because I don't think Joe Biden gives a shit about anything he says. I think most politicians, I don't care what parenthetical letter is after the name, don't give a shit about any of the causes that they claim to support. That just guarantees them a voting base to keep them in power. And they're actually in many ways in power just to remain in power. They don't actually they don't actually really have an idea of what they want to do with any of that power. They just know they need to have that power. Right. They have this desire and no plan. OK, it's kind of like um, <laughs> it's kind of like the Joker in the Batman movies. Right. I'm just a dog chasing a car. I wouldn't want to know what to do if I caught it. That's what they're like. They're after being they want to be in office. Now they're in office. Now they want more power. Right. Which is why every representative sees himself a senator and every senator sees himself a president, because they just that's the next step. That's the next goal. They're all, frankly, overachievers who have no idea what to do with what they've got. Right. Which is why the bureaucracy, the unelected bureaucrats that work in Washington, D.C., have so much influence over them. All they do is feed their egos and just fucking let them do whatever the hell they want and tell them, oh, you just need to sign here, Mr. Senator or Miss uh, Representative or, you know, Miss President or whatever. Right. I think the bureaucrats have been in charge of Congress and of our government for a long time, which is why I think. It's not a shadow government. There's no governing body in there. It's just all of these bureaucrats. And some of these bureaucrats do get together and they do talk and they, they do manipulate things, yeah, right? Sure. But then sometimes they show their hand. They get power shy because they're like, oh, oh, people are starting to wonder. Like we need to pull back a bit. And they let the country kind of start falling apart because they actually let the senators and congressmen do what they 
they want to do. And then they try something else, right? I think they're, they're honestly in their hearts think they're doing the right thing. But Hitler thought he was doing the right, right thing Well, too. yeah. Um, I mean, that's an extreme example. It is. And I'm not saying these bureaucrats want to like cart people away and send them to re-education camps. But that's how you end up with people like Representative Ilhano Omar or AOC saying stupid ass shit like that. Because their handlers got scared that they were being found out that how much they're actually manipulating the Congress people that they are supposed to be reporting to. You know, and that's why it goes away after a while. It's I, because they think they've shown their hand too much. I think we're leading up to the major question that we started the episode on. When I said that the title of this episode is the fuck Joe Biden movement and the conversation about um, the decline of political discourse in America, I'm not sure, excuse me, I'm not sure I've ever seen this before. I don't think I've ever seen in my lifetime entire stadiums erupt in a chant fuck joe biden right. I, I i don't think that i've ever seen an entire stadium erupt in chants with fuck o- barack obama i don't think i've ever seen entire stadiums chant fuck george bush i, I mean there were protests there were marches like the the, the um the feminist brigade marching like this the day or two with a saturday following um, Donald Trump's inauguration. We'd seen mar- marches like this. We've seen protests. I mean, uh, we had protests like, hey, hey, LBJ, how many kids did you kill today during the Vietnam War? Right. I don't think that I have ever seen anything quite like this in my lifetime where we have people chanting, fuck Joe Biden or let's go Brandon, <laughs> you know, and it was which is absolutely hilarious. But anyway, which is absolutely totally hilarious. And the origins of that is that there were this guy, Brandon, who just won his first NASCAR race, was being interviewed by this woman. There was all these people chanting, fuck Joe Biden. And she says, can you hear that? Can you hear these people in the background? They're all chanting, let's go, Brandon. <laughs> and you can't help but laugh at that. That's not right? what they were chanting. But now, if you can't say, fuck Joe Biden, you'll say, let's go, Brandon. Right. Is he really doing such a bad job? And then there's the other side of the coin. I have joined a couple of groups on Facebook to see what's going on and trying to figure out why are there so many people saying, fuck Joe Biden? There are a lot of angry people out there. There are people who are willing to be banned from social media platforms such as Facebook by sharing all of these anti-Joe Biden memes on Facebook. There are people who are posting in these groups to such an extent that when I join these groups, I get a warning. Are you sure you want to join this group? Because they're saying many things that go against our community standards. You know, here and here's the thing. And you're like, why do you think I want to join? Oh, my God. That makes me want to join more. <laughs> I didn't mean, sorry, I didn't mean to blow out the microphone. That's fine. 
No, I apologize to all the listeners. <laughs> Clipping. Well, see, here's here's the thing, right? Looking at this from a completely different angle, just for a moment, just for a brief trip down the rabbit hole, okay? Let's follow the white rabbit. We have people willing to not work, and they don't care if they're getting paid. We have people who are not really caring about the consequences if they voice an unpopular political opinion. And there is an element of those people, by the way, who do not follow politics. They just think it's funny to do it. All right. There's, there's a certain percentage that is that way. Right. And there's also a certain percentage that are just following what they think is the popular trend because there always are people like that. Right. So we can't discount those either. But there are also people who are in very truly essential workers like truck drivers and the people that run the railroads and pilots that, you know, fly for various airlines and shipping companies and stuff like that who are saying, you know what, I've had enough. I make good money. I can set, I've got money set aside. And if I stop working, if I and enough of my colleagues stop working for a day or a week, let's show what real power is. Can you imagine the chaos in this country if for 24 hours there were no truck drivers, there were no railroads running, and there were no flights running? Imagine what would happen in this country. That means nothing's getting shipped at all. No people are being moved unless they're driving themselves in their own fucking car, right? Or taking an Uber or a taxi or whatever, but they're not going to take long trips that way. They're certainly not going to go long enough to cover what they would what they would do in a plane. And no one's going to take the bus, right? So imagine that. The truck drivers, the railroads, and the pilots. I'll just take, say, 24 hours off or 48 hours off. All of those companies would be going to them and be saying, what is it you want? How can we get you back to work? We're losing our fucking shirt here. And then the response from them is, let's go, Brandon. And what I mean when I say that is they don't like the power grab of the mandates because I'm on a couple of these these groups on Facebook and they, that's what they don't like. They don't like the mandates. Don't tell me I have to get a shot that I don't know is effective. Don't tell me I have to put something in my body when I don't even know if it's going to be fucking working because there are people who – have had COVID, who have been vaccinated and are still getting COVID. So clearly the shot doesn't fucking work. There are people who are catching COVID from people who have had the shot. So clearly it's not fucking working. The masks have never worked. It was just more of a like taking our shoes off at the airport to make us feel like there's some sort of security. There's a lot of people out there that like, I have had enough of jumping through your fucking hoops and feeling like a fucking idiot. Let me just live my goddamn life. There are a lot of people like that out there. And like I said, if it's the truck drivers, people running the railroads, and the airline pilots in particular, but it could be really just the whole, all of the, any of the airports. If they just decide to take 24 hours off, like, oh, we're all calling sick today. Because that's the other thing. All of these people have unions. Right. And all of the unions are bending over. And saying, oh, absolutely, well, yeah, we'll, man we'll do the mandate. We'll do the, the shop mandate. The unions are no longer doing what they were set up to do, which is to protect the workers from the overreaches of the corporations. 
they're no longer even doing that anymore. So what is the point of a union now, right? So all of that going on all at the same time, the fuck Joe Biden, let's go Brandon, the 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 people that are willing to, you know, oh, I guess, yeah, you know, yeah, I could do that job, but yeah, I kind of don't feel like it. There is a an overall kind of fuck it mentality that has kind of seized this country. That's the one that interests me. Why is that there? Is it because they're like, oh, the government will fuck them, just print more money and give us shit? Is that where the, the, the jobless thing is coming from? Is that where the the willingness to just walk off your job? Because let's be honest, railroad workers, a lot of them make really good money, right? They don't make the best money, but they make good money. Truck drivers make good money. Airline pilots make good money. They can afford to take a, a day or a week off without pay, right? So what is going on that they're willing to do that over a vaccination? It's not over the vaccination. There's something bigger going on there. It's something the vaccine has come to represent something. And I think what it's come to represent is a power grab by the government. I know I keep harping on this because it's the only thing that makes any sense to me. People in general are done with the government reaching further into their pockets. Remember the a few weeks ago there's there's that bill that's in the House or Senate and I don't I don't believe it got signed. Um, I don't think it passed, but where any transaction over six hundred dollars the banks have to report to the government. Yes. So you can be taxed appropriately. There's also a bill that was passed that's saying they want to tax unrealized um, income from investment dividends. That's you know crazy. What an unrealized, what's that? That's 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 crazy. That's absolutely right. totally crazy. They want to take money out of your out of your pocket before you've even earned it. That's crazy. Unrealized income is money you haven't earned yet, and they want to fucking tax it. Right. I think overall, there's this starting to be this this growing groundswell of we've had enough of you idiots in Washington D.C. What's going to be really interesting to me is to see if this time next year. Got to remember, a year and a week from now is voting. Well, a year and four days, five days, because it's Friday, right? Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So a year and four days from now, when people are going to the polls, how many incumbents are going to be losing their job? Because people are getting sick of it. That's what I think. That's my sense of it, kind of reading the currents behind what I see going on. Which sort of explains to a small extent or great extent, depending on your point of view, why are there all these people yelling, fuck Joe Biden? Right. There is a movement, it seems, to do something about Joe Biden and his incompetency. Am I, am I right or wrong? No, you're absolutely right. Okay. At the same time, simultaneously, I'm looking at these people who come to these groups and the arguments online with these people who are still Joe Biden supporters and are defending the indefensible. You can't defend Joe Biden and what right. he's doing and saying. You cannot say, oh, well, at least Joe Biden isn't a rapist like, like Donald Trump. Not so fast, bucko. Right. Joe Biden has been accused of doing some pretty fucking horrible things. 
There are pictures yeah. of Joe Biden grabbing women inappropriately. There's at, there's at least one woman off the top of my head that I can think of who accused Joe Biden of a form of rape. Yep. One of the links that we keep going back to is this article from Politico called Biden Incorporated. I actually I actually have it all queued up and ready to go here on my cell phone. <laughs> almost like we were prepared for almost, this episode. Almost like I was prepared. Over the decades in office, middle-class Joe's family's fortunes have closely tracked his political career. And this is published back in August 2nd, 2019. Hmm. That article is still up. And you can read about how people within Joe Biden's family made a fortune. The higher he went up, the political ladder, the more money that members of his family, like his brother James and his son Hunter made. They made fortunes off of, you know, a clear violation of the emoluments cause, clear violation of a a clear indication of corruption. And I I don't know if we have time to get into Burisma. You can get you, you can look that up on your own. Right. I have a serious problem with people who will point out all the things that Donald Trump is accused of doing and all the things that he actually did. I think it was a genuine mistake for Donald Trump to appoint family members in his cabinet. And and, and I said this, I've been talking about this for more than five years now. Right. But people will, when you talk about things that Donald Trump has done in the past, meaning Republicans, when Republicans right. talk about the bad things that he's done in the past, Donald Trump is not in office anymore. He may run again in 2024, but he's not in office anymore. We're talking about the guy who is in office now. Your preoccupation with Donald Trump and all the awful things that he did when he was in office is that obsession is, is a little bizarre. And I think it's a little sick and twisted. Oh, yeah. Okay. When I bring up articles like this one from Politico and all the other articles that have been written from publications like Newsweek. Last time I checked, Newsweek is is not a, a, a great reservoir of conservative literature. Last time I checked. Yeah. Leading up to Joe Biden getting the nomination. There was a huge push to get, I don't know, let's let's say Bernie Sanders or Pete Buttigieg or any of the other people who were running for the nomination. Everybody but Tulsi Gabbard. They did everything they could to sabotage Tulsi Gabbard. Why is that? We'll talk about that in another episode if we if we can. Yep. Then all of a sudden, Joe Biden gets the nomination to be the Democrats candidate in the general election in 2020. Now, all of a sudden, he's a saint. Right. Now, now, all of a sudden, you can't bring it. You, I mean, the thing is, you couldn't even bring up what the FBI allegedly found on Hunter Biden's laptop and the articles that were published about Hunter Biden's laptop. We were actually suspended for 24 hours because we posted a link to a New York Post article. New York Post had their Twitter account shut down over the Hunter Biden laptop leak. Yep. I remember that. 
shit, that was <laughs> that was about a year ago. Right. I think I think I think it was literally a year ago, Jay. Pretty close to it, if not exactly. Yeah, it's not a hard question to ask, Jay. And looking at these people who rushed to Joe Biden's defense, it's pretty sick people. Well, in all honesty, how are they any different from the people who defended? They're not Donald Trump. They're not. This is and this 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 is this is honestly the problem that I have with deifying candidates and elected officials. That's a problem that I have with myself as well, because let's let's just be honest. Jack Kennedy was not a saint. No, no. Okay, and my fixation on the Kennedy assassination is not like not only who did it, but why there's a and I'll later on next month I'll talk about this book J um, JFK and the the unspeakable. Mm-hmm. There's sort of like this cultish behavior with all of these people, whether it's the Donald Trump supporters or the Joe Biden supporters. Because let's be honest, Donald Trump doesn't give a fuck about you. Donald Trump does not care about you. And I, and I can just go through the list. Lyndon Johnson never fucking cared about you. Richard Nixon didn't care about you. Gerald Ford, one of the co-conspirators after the fact with the Warren Commission, didn't give a fuck about you. Jimmy Carter, I can fucking, I can kind of see... Like he's still he's like in his 90s and he's still building houses for habitat in humanity. I think I can give him a pass. Ronald Reagan. Mm. I, I don't believe that Ronald Reagan really gave a fuck about anybody. He gave great speeches, tugs at the heartstrings. I'm not convinced he gave a fuck about you. George Herbert Walker Bush, former director of the CIA. Bill Clinton. Bill, Bill Clinton is the is the liberal Ronald Reagan. He could pull at your heartstrings and he can convince you in his speeches that he really cares about you. Obviously, I don't believe he you look at what what they did with deregulating Wall Street and how much by deregulating the banks. Look at the financial mess that we're in right now. George W. Bush. I'm not convinced he cared about you at all. Barack Obama, another great order, followed just continued with George W. Bush's policies. It, it was like George W. Bush had two, two more terms in office. Donald Trump clearly didn't doesn't care about people, but he's, he was able to galvanize people into a, 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 a movement. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm stunned at seeing people running to the defense of, of whether it's people like Nancy Pelosi. Or Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, or Michelle Obama. What is what? What's missing here? What what am I missing here? Why do we have these people who are clearly Biden supporters join these groups? These these let's go Brandon groups and and try and 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 mock and humiliate and and make these people feel bad for saying fuck Joe Biden. And I'm seeing this dis- divisiveness in this country that's shocking. It's shocking at how there are these people in this in this country, in our society, who feel the need, the urge to defend these these pol- these political officials with such venom. 
And it's like, there's what's the word I'm looking for besides bootlicker? Because I'm looking at these bootlickers and I'm thinking to myself, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Do you not look at your paycheck and, and, and do you not see what's happening with your 401k, your retirement savings? Have you looked at the cost of, of higher education in this country? Look at what's happened in this country for the for the past 60 years. Watch the decline. Stagnant wages, inflation. People are are having to go without this this holiday season because goods are not being able to be delivered around the country especially on the west coast and there are people are still rushing to joe biden's defense as if he's like he's their favorite grandfather well like you like you said earlier it's like they're somehow worshiping or something it's it's just fucking weird it's like the celebrity worship of this guy i i don't i don't understand it either man i really don't and let's be honest if it was president you know Buttigieg, those same people would be as hard charging for them they're so married to their political party that they honestly don't care who's in office as long as they have the right parenthetical letter after their name, as long as it's the right party. And I believe a lot of these people could be confronted with a live stream video of their candidate literally murdering children and they would still be 100% behind them. Oh, that video was fake. You can do anything with computers nowadays. Not on a live stream, but okay. I don't understand that level of blind loyalty. I just don't get it. And surely no one in office deserves it. Yeah. We're we're living in some really scary times here. While while I'm having this conversation with you, I'm just kind of like going through all the all the people who are going above and beyond trying to defend Joe Biden. There's a there's a there's a woman and I'm trying to figure out trying to figure out if I really want to freaking talk about this person here. This woman's name is Lois. Mm-hmm. And she's a registered therapist. And she has every everything about her and her business and her practice is plastered all over the internet. Lois goes into these gr- these 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 Facebook groups mocking people who are saying Joe fuck Joe Biden who are obviously hurting a lot of these people are in a bad way and they're angry at Joe Biden specifically and the government in general. And this, and this woman is willing to go into these groups, say horrible things about the people who are hurting, not realizing that she left breadcrumbs where people like me could call her up and say, hey, listen, I'm, I'm doing an episode of my podcast here. I'd, I'd like to ask you a couple of questions. Do you not understand why people are angry at Joe Biden? And why would you take the time out of your day and ignore your practice for a couple of minutes today or yesterday to attack these people? And meanwhile, you're trying to help people through therapy. What does that say about your mental state? Why did you take the time? Why does it matter enough to take that time? Why does it matter to take the time to do that? What, what, What were you thinking? This poor guy, Martin, for whatever reason, he's posting shit about about people on this group 
And it took me two links to find out, oh, wait a minute, he's got a restraining order <laughs> against his infant daughter. These people are fucking... Wait, 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 wait. He's got a restraining order against his infant daughter, so she's not legally allowed to go within certain distance from him? He's not, he's not allowed to see his daughter. Oh, he's not allowed to see his daughter, he's, so she has a restraining order against him. Her, her, I believe her mother has a restraining order against him well, because he's I mean, accused of but, he's accused okay. of, of of harming his daughter. Jesus. And you and and, right, and continue. Sorry. And and you have so he has this. He's created a fundraiser to help him with his legal costs in trying to get his daughter back. But yet he has the time to go and attack people on these sites. Right. I, I have a couple of Facebook acquaintances. I can't call them friends who take all of this time out of their day to attack people like our, like us. Who say, fuck Joe Biden, but never taking a moment to say, why are you angry at Joe Biden? Why are you saying fuck Joe Biden? And maybe I'm go- maybe I'm going off the rails here, Jay. Eh, it wouldn't but, be the first but, time. But, but, but here's the thing. How is it, How is this going to end? How is how is this going to end? Because you and I, you and I have a gentleman's agreement. We have a gentleman's bet. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's a big bottle of crack and rum on the line here. <laughs> how much longer is Joe Biden going to stay in office? Well, and kind of tandem to that, how did Kamala Harris finagle her way into vice presidency? This is a woman who was the first of the gang of seven hundred eighty thousand. Democrat candidates running the first one to drop out because she had zero support and she got tapped to be the VP for a candidate who, let's face it, at the time they all knew probably was not going to make it four years. Right. So she was basically guaranteed to be president. And I understand the whole she would become the first woman president. She would become the first person of color president or first woman person of color i get that but are they really that tied to the woke agenda that that was all that mattered to them did they not see that she had zero support among the voters did they not see her performance in any of the vp or any of the debates especially the vp debates oh my god she came across so poorly in those debates yeah condescending egotistical little bitch Right. And that's against Mike Pence, who, let's face it, is not the most likable guy in the world. She made him look likable. Although I will say that the fly that was on Mike Pence's head in like the second vice VP debate, I I was ready to vote for that guy. But beyond that, how did she end up with the VP slot? I don't know. The people calling the shots picked her. Why? It's, is, they, is it the Dan Quayle effect? See? Is it the Dan Quayle effect? Because the thing is, is to make we, Biden look even better. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Because the thing is, is it like nobody wanted to impeach George Herbert Walker Bush? Because if we did, we'd have to deal with President Dan Quayle. You know, I mean, I understand that and, and I get that to some extent. But Dan Quayle, say what you like. Or don't like about him he didn't have anything about him that would make him easily impeachable kamala harris oh hell yeah there's stuff that they can dig up on her right 
you know, like just basic incompetency because when she was president, when she was uh, attorney general of California, crime went up and people in prison were being let out or she was putting violent criminals on the street, which is a hell of a thing for a, you know, attorney general to do in a state. But regardless, it's not I mean, these are not unfair questions to ask, although, of course, (laughs) we will be fucking plastered and we will be. Um, crucified for asking these questions on yeah, this podcast. <laughs> we're used to that. We're used to it. I think this might be the most controversial episode since Frazzle Drip. That was a fun one, though. That I mean, yeah. That was, that was controversial for all the right reasons. But here, here's the other problem to all of this. And I keep harping on this. What's going to happen with the, quote, fuck Joe Biden, unquote, movement? Because I I had this epiphany and it scared the fuck out of me. Mm -hmm. God forbid if anything happens to Joe Biden. Because they're going to start looking for patsies. And maybe this is one of those things that maybe I should lay off. (laughs) Because I started the show reminding you i'm on a couple of watch lists as a matter of fact this sunday is the anniversary of me finding out that i was on a watch list i remember being called up i was working a campaign with somebody who was running for governor at the time and says this woman has got to meet you i said look it's halloween it's the first real halloween where my kids and i are old enough and big enough to enjoy it right I'm going to my chiropractor and then I'm coming home and I'm going trick-or-treating with my kids. This woman's really got to meet you. She's desperate to talk to you. Met me at the parking lot, an L.L. Bean outlet that's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. I think it's a it's a Bernie and Phil's or something. Right. And woman had said, I used to work for Jean Shaheen and her campaign. Mm-hmm. You and a whole bunch of other quote bloggers unquote are on the are are on a watch list and for some reason i don't know how she got it she managed to get a photocopy of this of this list and she was going around warning people saying be careful what you say because they're watching you if anything should happen to joe biden are they going to go through some of these lists and think who's a good patsy who's a good patsy for this you better have a good of course they are of course they are the funny thing is, is you think that they haven't already thought of that. Oh, I'm sure that they have. I'm sure that I, if, if the past is prologue, I'm pretty sure that if anything happens to Joe Biden, they already have a patsy already planned out. Oh, yeah. They already, oh, they, 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 already absolutely do. they already know who they're going to pin this on. And, and let's be honest, they may just be desperate enough to pull another JFK if I can be so bold as to make that comparison right. Right. They if, if they could just be desperate enough to think, you know, if we assass if we kill him, if he dies in office, he will be lionized and everyone will vote in the midterm elections and in the next elections for the Democrats simply because we'll have earned that much sympathy from the entire nation. 
something they may actually be demented enough to think that that would work. Oh, I mean, the thing is, that it's like if something should happen to Joe Biden and, and Kamala Harris becomes president. Yeah. Yeah. That's scary for a number of reasons. Now, uh, here's the question, though. Do you think they would actually do that? Well, they did. And what does it? Well, here's here's the thing. I I insist and I maintain mm-hmm. that they already did it once. Yeah, but Joe Biden is not the popular. Doesn't have enjoy the popularity that JFK did. Something awful happens to Joe Biden. Immediately, he's going to become a saint. Of course, he's going to be deified. But only to people on that side. And a, well, a lot of people, a lot of people forget that JFK was super popular. He didn't get as much of the vote as as Nixon did. Right. But he was a very, very popular president. Joe Biden dreams at night about having that level of popularity. But there were still a lot of people who hated JFK because he was a, a Democrat a Catholic. Well, he was a Democrat and he was a Catholic. And right? people people considered him a coward for the, the way that he handled the Bay of Pigs and the Cuban Missile Crisis. There were still people who disliked him. He was not universally loved the way that we were meant to be believed. There are people who were going to listen to this episode of this podcast mm-hmm. years from now. And they're going, to, they're going to say, oh, that's not what we learned in school. We learned that everybody loved Joe Biden. There's only a handful of sickos that hated him. He has a 38% approval rating, according to some polls. Here, uh, October 29th, 2021. Right. I'm, I am convinced that something could quite possibly happen to Joe Biden. And then all of a sudden, there's going to be the honeymoon phase when Kamala Harris is in office as president of the United States. And... If you say anything bad about Kamala Harris, automatically you're, 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 a, horrible you're a racist, a misogynist, a sexist, and you're, see, an, I, you're anti-American. I, I honestly think they've, they've overplayed that. You know, People are sick and tired of that shit. I honestly think they've overplayed their hand on calling everyone a racist because like, especially with like um, critical race theory in schools and stuff like that. In critical race theory, you're either a racist and don't realize it, or you're a racist and don't want anyone to know it. That's just, that's how it's taught. That's what's in the curriculum, right? And I realize a lot of people can be like, oh, it's not new. All right, have have you read? Because I've read some of it. That's exactly what it is. If you are a white person, you are either racist and don't realize it, or you're a racist and are hiding it. That is what critical race theory teaches. It also teaches everybody that the only value they have is how much melanin they have in their skin. And these are the people who are claiming to be not racist that came up with this bullshit, right? So I think they've overplayed their hand on that. I think Kamala Harris goes in office and this is not going to go the way they think it will. They're going to think she can get away with anything. They're going to think they can push through another fucking piece of shit legislation like they did with um, the Affordable Care Act and just fucking ramrod it through and everyone's going to be all honky dory with it because it was pushed through by the first black woman president of the United States, unelected, right? Just like um, Gerald Ford was an unelected president, right? I think they've overplayed their hand on that. I don't think they're 
that much out of touch that they don't realize they've overplayed their hand. I think they know they've overplayed their hand. I really do. I don't see the benefit. In, and again, how did she end up as vice president? But I don't see the benefit in them eliminating Joe Biden and putting Kamala Harris in the top slot. They may not even have to do anything to get rid of Joe Biden. He could have a stroke tomorrow morning, for all you know. He may have already had a few. Did you see that interview with him with, I think it was Anderson Cooper that happened earlier this week, where he's standing on stage and he's got his hands clenched in fists in front of him? Why, yes. As a matter of fact, that picture is being used for this show's banner, this episode's banner. Why is he standing like that? He doesn't look relaxed. He doesn't look like I'm in charge. I'm confident. I know what I'm doing. He's holding his fists up there like a six-year-old who doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Why the hell is everyone looking at me? He looks like he's about to either throw a temper tantrum or he's scared as shit. And you and I both know that Anderson Cooper is not going to ask any president anything other than a softball question, right? And Joe Biden knew every single question, knew all of the answers, all of that shit was rehearsed ahead of time. So why was he so scared? Why did he look like that? this This is a catastrophe is what it is. Whether you like Joe Biden or not as a person or as a president, you have to admit the poor guy's being taken advantage of. I don't think he really knows what the hell. I, 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 I honestly wonder and debate about whether or not he isn't. See, this this sounds even weirder or more conspiratorial coming from me <laughs> than what I'm usually used to saying. Okay. We can't help but wonder, is he a fucking puppet? Well, I I think in many ways he is, right? He really is a puppet. He is – congratulations, Joe. You've become president of the United States. Oh, that's awesome. Are we having the vanilla pudding tonight? I honestly think that that's kind of his quote-unquote thought process. And I feel bad for the guy. He's being taken advantage of. He is, he is in a position he has wanted his entire life at the wrong time of life for him to be in there. I'm struggling to think about a positive outcome to all of this. Cause I don't think the quote, fuck Joe Biden unquote movement is going away anytime soon. I don't think that people are going to stop saying fuck Joe Biden. No, Un- unless, uh, unless, and I seriously mean this, unless the economy turns around. Well, and I don't see that happening. Well, it's it's not going to happen in, in Biden's administration. It really isn't. There is nothing that he's done to encourage um, any sort of growth or any sort of uh, innovation. And right now, those are the things that we kind of need. Right. That's something like that would definitely turn the economy around. And right now I don't see that happening the way he's the, the, the tax laws that people in Congress are pushing through that he is more than willing to sign. I just don't see, there's no incentive there. There's no incentive to come up with something there. There's no incentive to, to, um, unless you've got buy-in from the Democrats to mandate people have to buy it. There's no way to innovate. Right. Um, under Trump and his economy, which 
to be fair, a lot of it had to do with the way Congress did things, and they knew that he would sign things, right? Um, and also, to some, to some extent, people felt more free under him. And it, a lot of it has to do with perception, not necessarily reality in terms of both Joe Biden and Donald Trump. I just don't see it happening. I don't see the economy turning around anytime soon. I see this being a continuation of the fundamental change that Obama said he wanted to make in America. And I see Joe Biden <clears throat> basically just continuing those policies. Joe Biden is the the George H.W. Bush of the Democrat Party. He's continuing what a more popular president did, and that's it. There was four years of orange men in the middle is the only real difference. So I, I just don't – I don't see the economy turning around anytime soon in under a Biden administration. I think there's going to be a red wave next year in 2022 unless there's something really drastic that happens, which I don't see. Even if he were to die in office and we end up with Kamala Harris, I don't see anything stopping the red wave from happening. I really don't. Good, bad, or indifferent. What I hope to see is a lot of incumbents losing their jobs to newer people. That's what I hope to see. I don't have a lot of faith that that's going to happen, but that's what I'd like to see. Um, I'm cautiously optimistic that when in 2024 we will get new blood. I would love to see someone like Dan, Dan Crenshaw run for president. Um, I would love to see someone who's not one of the same old names running for president in both parties. I don't see Joe Biden running for a second term. I think he may actually get he may actually lose the primary in it, in in the Democrat Party to someone else basically over his concerns over his mental state. I mean, when the president of the United States is giving a press conference and he puts on the fucking helter-skelter eyes and then whispers into the microphone, yes, there's something not right about that. I, I, that is, yeah, that is just, I know he's, he may in his own mind be trying to be funny or appealing to people as a, I'm just a common Joe like you, but people don't want to see that in a president. You know, I don't think he's going to get a second term. I don't think he's going to complete the first term. Oh, no. I, I mean, you and I you and I have a bottle yeah. of crack and gin riding on this. Yeah, I, I honestly cannot see him still being in office around the time of the next uh, presidential address to to Congress. I just don't see that happening. The thing is, is yeah. that what what is going to happen between now and then? With all of this political unrest, we still haven't addressed the riots and the riots that happened last summer. We're not addressing all the shortages that we're seeing. We're not seeing the negative impact of the vaccine mandates. We're not addressing why all these doctors and nurses will not take the vaccine. We're not addressing the fact that we don't know why people are not going back to work. Right. We honestly we honestly will not address those issues. You mean we as a country? We we as a country. You and I. Yeah. You and I. You and I can talk about this for two two more hours, right? But the thing is, is that uh, this sounds very conspiratorial on my part. It's almost as if the country is falling apart on purpose. There's a, there, there's a reason why all of this is happening. There's there's it's sort of like when Rahm Emanuel had said, "Never let it never let a good disaster go to waste." Yeah. 
and I don't think they know how to take advantage of it. I, I think that they're grasping at, at straws at, try, at trying to figure out how, how do we, how do we how do we take advantage of this? How do we reshape America? Right. Not kidding. I'm not. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely not kidding. When I ask this question, how is this going to end? I don't think anyone knows. Everyone's got their ideas, but I, I like the prediction I just made is just based on. Some of it is hopes and dreams and others of it is my sense of the feeling of people. But I will fully also admit that I'm my area that I live in and the circles I travel in online are more right leaning. It's very possible that there is no red wave. In which case, you know, hey, I'll I'll eat my words. I've had crow before. It's not bad as long as you wash it down with enough rum. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's no one knows. And that's kind of what's both exciting, exciting and a little scary about this. I honestly feel like when I was in the Coast Guard, we got hit by a massive wave on the ship. And it literally threw our bridge over the side of the ship, right? Yep. We had three people dangling off the side of the ship. There's a whole story I'm not going to get into. But basically, all of the controls that we use on the bridge to move the rudder, to engage the engines, that whole console was ripped out of the floor, thrown through the sidewall, the, the, well, the gunnel is called, and thrown over the side of the ship in a storm in the Bering Sea. And for what felt like 75,000 years, but was probably closer to seven minutes, there was no one in charge of the boat. There was no one driving the ship. And we were in a storm at sea with no rudder, no steering. That's the kind of feeling I have right now with the direction of the country. There's no one actually in charge. And as we can say Joe Biden's a puppet all we want, but the truth is whoever's, whoever the puppeteer is or whoever the puppeteers are, I don't think they honestly know what the hell they're doing. I really don't. I didn't like Trump, but no. when he was president, at least you felt like there was someone making decisions, and I don't feel that right now, and a lot of that is perception, but I don't see Congress making passing any laws that seem to be doing any good. It, the whole government right now seems to be just floundering. We're a storm being tossed at sea with no one at the helm. I just hope we can hang on until we get someone in charge. Like I had said, I've never seen political discourse this bad. I'm wondering how soon we're we're going to start seeing violence in the streets again. again. I, yeah. I, I'm 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 wondering if people are going to start rioting over fuck Joe Biden. I'm 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 starting to wonder if something if something happens during the midterms and. Um, Democrats get even more seats in the in in the uh, the House and the Senate. I th I think we'll know that there's something wrong. There's something seriously going wrong here. I cannot see how a president has an approval rating hovering just above thirty eight percent. Less than a year into their presidency. less than a year. It's what is it? It's it's just a little over nine months. Yeah, it's it's three days shy or above. Yeah, it's it's. Nine months was, was three days ago as of this recording. Uh, no, it was more than it's nine, nine days. I'm sorry about that. 
Yeah. And it was just like, what's going to happen? One of the things that I'm, I'm publishing the episode that we talked about martial law. Yep. And we're talking about how it's coming. It is. It's definitely. I don't mean to be Mr. All doom and gloom. But I see this country running off the rails. I, I see the wheels coming off the country. Yeah. I, I genuinely do. It's scary, isn't it? Oh, yeah. And I, I'm not I'm not I'm not backing down from this. Yeah. I'm not backing down from this. This 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 is getting really t- this is getting really scary to yeah. such a to such an extent. Whereas my my barber is talking as asking me. Are you prepping? Are you stocking food? Do you guys wow. have gu- do you guys have guns? Do you have enough ammo stocked up? My wow. my barber is asking me about this. My barber is asking me if my wife and I have stocked up on food and guns and ammo. So I don't I don't know what the answer is, Jay. I I, I really don't. And I, I and I'm surprised. And the one thing that and I'm going to I said I was going to end the show. And I haven't yet. <laughs> I'm surprised that you you don't believe in the shadow government. Well, I don't believe it's organized. I believe, like I said, I believe there's a lot of bureaucrats that are actually running and manipulating things behind the scenes, but I don't, I don't believe that they're organized in any true sense of the word. I believe they're just, they're just kind of pushing buttons and doing things in their part of the little corner of the world. And I don't think there's any organization behind it because let's be honest, there was organization behind it. Would ship be this fucked up? I don't know. Yeah. Because let's just say just for a moment, if Trump was still in office and the economy was this bad. If Trump was still in office, the economy wouldn't be this bad. But just what if? Just what if? Just for a moment. Well, the economy was pretty fucking bad when he took office is my point. Right. If Trump was in office. Business people would feel more secure. They wouldn't feel like the government's going to reach in and take as much shit out of their pockets as possible like they do with Biden. So to some extent, it's irrelevant what Trump or Biden do. It's the perception that's going to affect that, right? And we saw that under Trump. You take COVID out of the picture and our economy is screaming, right? Yeah. And that's why covid got politicized as quickly as it did because the democrats saw an opportunity to quote a rama manual as you mentioned earlier there was a crisis that they didn't let go to waste and it fucking worked now they're in charge what they didn't pay attention to or didn't understand or didn't anticipate was how fucked up the economy was how much they fucked the economy over now you've got people that are like, oh, the government's just going to give me more money if I don't go to work. So why should I work? I don't I don't want to do that that job. That's a shit job that I uh, was doing earlier. I'm not going to do that because why should I? They'll just, you know, if I wait long enough, they'll feel bad and they'll pass another, you know, mortgage relief or fucking rent relief or whatever the hell it is. My landlord's rich. He can afford it anyway. You know, they'll keep doing that stuff. That's what they've trained the public to do now they can't turn around and say you need to go out and get a job but that's what they need to say they can't turn around and say hey we need to all be adults about this but that's what they need to say yeah they overplayed their hand they ran a bluff they took the pot and now they've got a shit hand 
And that's what it boils down to. Yeah, absolutely. And I totally agree. I totally, I totally agree that things, things are getting way out of hand. And I think people are finally so angry that they've had enough. And <laughs> what we're seeing, see, the thing is, I can't help but laugh at some of these fuck Joe Biden memes. I can't help but yeah. laugh knowing full well that I, I'm, I'm laughing or I'm fiddling while Rome is burning, essentially, is what's going on here. Yeah. Congratulations on surviving another episode of the Thor Chronicles radio show. Find out more about the Fedora Chronicles by visiting our website, thefedorachronicles.com. That's where you can find our show notes, past episodes, and articles. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, by simply searching for us on those platforms. Don't forget to join our group on Facebook and follow us on Twitter so that you can keep up with what we will be talking about in the next episode. Facebook, Twitter, and our email address, fedorachronicle at google.com are great ways to drop us a line with your comments and show topic suggestions and if it's any good we promise we will read your comment on the air support the show by contributing to our patreon page patreon.com slash fedora chronicles for a mere dollar a month get early access to the podcast updates on what we're doing and for five dollars a month you get all that and a t-shirt and coffee mug of your choice terms and conditions apply. Thank you to all of our listeners who are already contributing. You can also support the show and show off your incredible, impeccable taste by buying our merch at zazzle.com slash store slash Chronicles. The theme songs for the show are Royal Flush and Black Cabaret by Olive Music. All other music on the show is listed on the show page and has been provided to us by Premium Beats from Shutterstock. Copyright The Fedora Chronicles 2020. All rights reserved. On behalf of my co-host Jason and I, this is Eric Renner King Fisk signing off and reminding you to keep your chins up and your fedoras on. <laughs>